Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Friday night, all calls welcome. Friday night calls at 312-332-3776. Tyler Aki is filling in for Adam Abdallah tonight. It's a big weekend for Tyler. The golf show returns tomorrow morning. Yes, it does. 9 to 11 a.m. We'll be live at the Chicago Golf Show in Rosemont at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. So come on, hang out. It's an awesome event, too. I know. It, it is. It's a lot of fun to be there. You guys also have a uh, great guest list for tomorrow. Yeah, so we will have Nick Anderson from the Flying Illini and the Orlando Magic's going to join us, Chicago area guy. And also the uh, new head coach of Rolling Meadows High School is going to join us. Robbie Gold's going to join us tomorrow. And he's a great golfer. Yes, he great is. Great golfer. He plays in that um, that ACC out in uh, Lake Tahoe every single year and yeah. always is like, I think, one of the top guys every single year. So. That's awesome. The golf show is back, which also means that the golf season isn't too far away. I know it's snowing yeah, right now. I was just going to say. Here on State Street. Uh, the snow is coming down, but I do think that by the time the weekend's over, the snow will be gone. And we can start thinking about warmer weather and golfing. And it's I've had good the bat to... signal oh, sent yeah? out. Yeah, yeah I, you... I think I'm playing like a week from Sunday. Are you really? Yeah, we had friends that played last week, and I know Charlie played the other day. Yeah, did you know that? that I, Char- I, I did. Charlie, Charlie, A Block Bevins over there. He was featured on the news, and it was fantastic. And what did you shoot, Charlie? You you shot a, a thirty? No, I shot a sixty three. Oh, I was I was off a little. Nice. I was, I was trying to give you more credit. That's pretty good. That's like eight under. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Totally. I mean, yeah, like Matsuyama basically yeah. did only a little bit better than that. Yeah, you break I mean, the course he, record? He also played twice as many holes as you did. But. <laughs> <laughs> Blocking Abdallah. Tyler's in for Abdallah tonight. We're taking a call. It's 312-332-3776. Boogie in Maywood. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Boogie. Hey, hey, man. I'm here to defend Justin Fields, man. Go for it. I hate the, I hate the fact. Hey, buddy from New York. Via Chicago, he needs to stay in New York, number one. All right? I done did my due diligence. It's crazy to me how everybody is saying how he can go to another organization and flip the organization upside down and be a great quarterback. What does that tell you? That tells you that the Bears organization is trash. Now, what the owners of the Bears have done is they finally hired some football heads to hire and fire players. Ryan Poles is doing a great job. You could take any of these great quarterbacks that y'all talk about and put them on the Bears two years ago, and they're going to have the same results as Justin Fields, man. Get a man a break. I would delete my social media, too. There's no optimism whatsoever when it comes to Justin, Justin Fields, but everybody got off this optimism about a kid who ain't never stepped foot on the gridiron. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, Boogie, let me, let me ask you, you this, you keep, Let me ask you, you this. You keep, said, you get, you said, Boogie. You said that people are saying that Fields is going to flip franchises. Who's saying that? No one's saying that. The teams that people are suggesting that Fields could get traded to are teams that won't have an opportunity to flip their franchise by drafting a quarterback in the first two picks. That's what's taking place. That's why Fields has value. Fields has value because he could go to a team like Atlanta picking eighth or the Steelers picking 20th. Those two, those two positions are not going to land Drake May or Caleb Williams. So Fields okay. is an upgrade comparatively to what they have, Desmond Ritter. 
Okay, but what I'm saying, Justin, uh, Caleb Williams is not worth two draft picks. Our draft pick is going. Our draft is going to be dramatically different if we take Caleb Williams one. We got an opportunity to get a generational wide receiver and two first round draft picks, including two more second round draft picks, which, which will help us uh, with the with the offensive line. There's so much more that they can do to surround Justin Fields with quality players than if you just draft Caleb Williams. We keep it. We. Hey, the man made a decision last year that Justin Fields is our quarterback. Justin Fields is our quarterback, man. To the end of time? At least. To the end of time. This is your guy? This is my guy. Going to wheel him out there. Mark my words today. Out of the nursing home. Through the tunnel. You got an envy. Go ahead. (laughs) No, Tyler just saying. Okay, go ahead. No, floor is yours, Boogie. All I'm saying is. We got an MVP quality quarterback oh in Justin Fields. I went to the game last year when they played the Texans. I'm looking at it from up in the ble- in the in the nosebleeds. None of the wide receivers was getting any separation from any of the defenders. But everybody's blaming everything on Justin Fields. We got some football minds in Ryan Poles and, 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 and Kevin Warren. Let those guys work, man. Kevin Fields, I mean uh Justin Fields is our quarterback. We're going to get him some offensive linemen, and I guarantee you you're going to see it. All y'all asked for at the beginning of this year is for Justin Fields to get a 6-7 win. He did his job, man. Give him a break. Two of them were Tyson Bajans. Yeah, and you know what? He also was missing when you gave up all those stats about Justin Fields last year. He also missed four games. So we still had an opportunity to be in the playoffs with Justin. Boogie. You're telling me you think Justin Fields is a possible MVP candidate for what you saw when he played against Houston last year? Eight for 17, 106 nah, yards, you, two picks, and five sacks? Fell ass I'm backwards you, into a win? I'm Come telling on. you that what I've seen out of Justin Fields this year and what we can do in the draft and what we can do in free agency, he is going to be up with the top quarter, with the top players as an MVP candidate next year. Take Justin Fields and put him on San Francisco 49ers. They win the Super Bowl. Take take Brock Purdy and put him on the Bears. He gonna look. He's he gonna be trash just like Justin Fields. All right, I, I, him, I'm not gonna argue with that because I've made that same argument. I I don't disagree with that point, but I do not think that Justin Fields is the MVP candidate. That's not gonna happen. Take Jordan Love. Take Jordan Love and put him on the Bears. And take take Justin Fields and put him on uh, Green Bay last year. Boogie, it's gonna, he would have been. If Jordan Love was on the Bears last year. The Bears are in the playoffs. Yeah. And we're not I having no this way. debate. And maybe get to the conference championship. Yeah, this debate's not with, happening. With, with, that, with that offensive line, okay. It, yes, okay. with that offensive line, pa- yes. It's not like the Packers have some sterling offensive line. In fact, the Bears' offensive line is just as good, maybe even better than the Packers. Okay, guys. Like I said, mark my words. I will be calling right. back next year. All right. All right. We'll be waiting for this call next year, okay? Y- yes, sir. You can call before then, just so you know. Oh, I will. Okay. I will. All right. Thank you, Boogie. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. All calls welcome. Friday night calls. We go to Bob and Juliet. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bob. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Why, why, why did you guys change your time frame? I I live in Juliet, work in Chicago, got in my car at 601, heard you and Black and, and Abdallah, you know, brought well, we're, it in. We're on you at know, 630 now. 630. We're on at 6.30, 6.30 day. I, I know, I know, but here, listen to my story. Hold on. 
So got back, you know, listen to you guys. You got right into sports yeah. talk. Got in the car, turned it on the radio, listened till 8. Boom. Now I'm on sports and, you know, uh, traffic and weather on the ones, WGN. You know, you get Wait, the crumbs why? from the... Wait, well, you uh, can still keep it with the station. At, it's Waddle and Sylvie at 6. We don't just flip the, we're, the we're signal all, on doing, at 630. We're doing sports. I know, but they're not... They're not black and abdallah, though. Well, th- thank you, you for you guys the, are the biologically. Best. That you. is true. Yes, yeah, that they is are. true. They are not. All right, here's my uh, prediction. Um, Caleb Williams drafted uh, Bajan, um second string quarterback, and the Bears get another free agent quarterback hmm. to start the season. Um, and they draft uh, heavily around the offensive line. Any thoughts? Uh, you know, and then and then start him maybe later in the year or the second year. Any thoughts? Thank oh, you. Yeah, and thanks for the call, Bob. Thanks for the kind comments. I, I'd say this: uh, if you were drafting a quarterback number one overall, he's the starter week day mm-hmm. one of camp. He's the starter week one of the season. That's your guy. Every rep is going towards that number one pick. Uh, everything is going through making sure that that quarterback is ready to succeed when the season starts. I'm not doing this wait, sit on the side, yeah. get a veteran in here. We're not going to do well, that. Well, I have no problem bringing a veteran in to be the backup, but you're bringing them in with the knowledge that you are not the starter. You're the backup. You're the backup. Like You know what you're doing here. You're here in the... Unfortunate case that the starting quarterback gets hurt, you're, you're, it's your job to keep the, the ship afloat. What is Drew Locke's contract situation? Because I'm just, as we're kind of saying here, we're talking that, uh, about... He's a free agent, unrestricted free agent. Is he? Yeah. Okay, so maybe... That, that, that's one that makes sense there. Right? He has the connection with Shane Waldron. He's good uh, with Shane Waldron. He played a couple times for Waldron. Last year, I think he started four they games. the Eagles. Uh, so, I mean, maybe that's a spot to keep your eye on, that maybe Drew Locke as a backup to come in here as a guy who could start if your quarterback gets hurt. In mm-hmm. this system, he knows this system already. Maybe that's somewhere you look. I don't know. I was just trying to think off the top of my I head. Think that, because it's a good sniff by you right there. I, I, I think that you want a guy with familiarity in this sort of system. I mean, another guy who I see who's an unrestricted free agent, Sam Darnold. That's another. It's, it's same system. It's same system. He'd be coming in here. It'd be probably a pretty seamless. Sam Darnold knows what he is at this point. Yeah, backup. Like, that's what this is. Solid so. backup. If mm-hmm. he has to start, you're okay. Your season isn't ruined because mm-hmm. he had to start two weeks. And and sure, if you want to bring in a guy like that with some veteran experience who has started a little in the league, because Drew Locke and Sam Darnold have started, yeah. uh, not only in the current spots that they were in this past season, but they were drafted and they were supposed to be the new it guy, and it never happened. Um, if that's how you want to handle it, and then say Tyson Bajant, you know, go out there and compete, and if you can beat yeah. these guys, and we'll we'll either keep three. Well, that was the situation or... last year. Yeah. I mean, P.J. Walker was brought in to be the backup quarterback. Tyson Bajant was significantly better than P.J. Walker in every facet of the offseason leading into the 2023 year, and ultimately they cut a veteran in favor of Tyson Bajant. Okay, so last Friday night, Black and Abdal, Friday mm-hmm. night calls, all calls welcome. I hosted in the morning with Yurko. So you were in with Abdal last yes. last mm-hmm. Friday night. Now, I don't want to get in trouble. 
So fill, fill me in. It, is there now? Yeah. Are we? Is there an instant? Are we banned? Is there, is Mitchell there, Displains banned? There is a ban. Officially there banned. Was, uh, a suit order ban. So I mean, I, I just want to Mitchell. I see the calls on the board. I have been told that the, there's a ban in place. So I, I don't want to be rude and just not take Mitchell's call and just leave him there on the board. Mitchell, I see that you've called in. We have been told that there's a ban in place for your phone call. This happened last week. This right? happened last week, yes. Yeah. Just want to make sure. I don't want to get in trouble. Not trying to get you in trouble. Not trying to be a jerk to Mitchell. I'm also not trying to be a jerk to our bosses. Mm-hmm. So I just want to acknowledge Mitchell. I see your call there. And I actually, <laughs> here's the thing. I think his point is a valid point because it says on the board, why are people so married to Justin Fields? Mm-hmm. Which is the conversation that we're having. Yeah. All right. I just want to get that out of the way. Brian in Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Brian. Hi. Um, can you hear me? Yes, Brian. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is, okay, so the Bears have the first and the ninth pick. Uh, would any organization, I mean, obviously can't talk for all of football, but would any organization trade their first or the ninth pick for Justin Fields right now? No. So, to me, that's that's your decision. The decision's already been made. Like, like it's okay. You have the first and the ninth pick. You have Justin Fields. You're not going to get that out of it. So, you have to you have to draft you you have to draft a quarterback with one of those picks, or at least something that's in there. Um, it just it doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense to why you would hold on to Justin Fields if he was not worth one of those two picks. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. You got to use the picks. Mm-hmm. You got to move on from Justin Fields. I, I get it. Brian, thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate you. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the Bears have never had a franchise quarterback. Well, in the Super Bowl era, they've also never drafted a player number one overall either. And what's the place where we find game-changing talent? It's usually with that number one overall pick. And, uh, like, Shay's laid out the numbers a a bunch about how I think it's like 20% of quarterbacks taken first overall make it to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like, there there is significant sample size to the fact that and a, a good track record of guys going first overall elevating rosters not just immediately but definitely for the long term as well i mean even if you look at some of these guys who have been taken first overall lately listen i'm not gonna write off bryce young was he good last year no but i'm not writing him off either there's still a chance he could be a good quarterback in the league he started playing better down the stretch too by the way he's got just as many 300 yard games as justin fields does as well Um, Joe Burrow, he elevated that franchise. And say what you want about Trevor Lawrence last year. He went out and won them a playoff game. I, I agree with you. I, I'm not giving up on Bryce Young. And I do think that the numbers suggest if you're taking the best player in the draft, chances are it's more likely to turn out than to be a complete bust. And at the very least, even if Caleb Williams or Drake May doesn't turn into the next Patrick Mahomes, I think he can be better than Fields. Like, that's the bar that we're setting here. Is uh, Derek in Brooklyn calling back to go after uh, Boogie and May- Maywood? Yes. Hello, uh, Derek in Brooklyn. What's up, man? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm a little baffled, man, with what this guy was saying, right? Now, now between Bajant and, and this dude Fields, right, 19 touchdown passes this year, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and this guy wants Justin Fields to – and he's, he's using the Houston game as an example, and he had the nerve to say that it was open receivers – no receivers could get separation down the field. Is that is this yeah. – He did say that, yeah. I, I, just, I don't get it, man. Like, you, you three years of this guy, and you still want – and then, okay, let me, let me just say this, right? Let's say we kept Fields, right? Let's say we kept him. And let's say we did everything – we made the Marvin Harrison move and, the, and, and all this and that, and we did that, right? And he still performed the same way. And then we got to worry about paying this dude all this money keeping him for his fourth year going into his fifth and we have to worry about the fifth year option and all that and then having to pay him all this money when we can have the opportunity to maybe get a so-called elite quarterback on a fresh financial reset. And look, and even if things don't work out with Caleb, right, we, can, we have to do what we have to do. Either we get a quarterback in free agency, whoever that is in the future, if it doesn't work out with this guy. So I just don't understand. Like, I'm taking the dude's question that you said couldn't call. He's banned. Why are these fans married to Justin Fields like he's the all-be-all all quarterback? I just don't get it, man. Like, I've watched all the games. i watch every game, and this dude, he's trash, man. He's not good. He's not good, man. That's basically all I want to say. That's, oh, one more thing, man. Yep. Well, just, 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 more just, just a question about the draft, right? Go ahead. The, would, would you guys accept, let's say the, the Vikings wanted to trade Justin Jefferson because they felt like Kirk Cousins wasn't coming back in. They know they couldn't sign him to the big money deal, and they want to trade him to the Bears for the ninth pick. How would you guys feel? I hang up and listen. Love you guys. I'm out, man. Later. All right. Thank you, Derek. Uh, calling back to defend his uh, point from Boogie uh, in Maywood, who wanted to attack Derek in Brooklyn on his thoughts over Justin Fields, who uh, Derek thinks is trash. Uh, would you trade nine for Justin Jefferson? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I, I don't think that is an offer that is being accepted on the other end. <laughs> no. Um, but I do think that with the increase in the salary cap that we just saw, like $30 million, that's a big leap yeah. for the salary cap. I think you're going to see a lot of guys resort back to their native teams because of the fact that they can now pay them much more. There's a little more cushion to work with financially. Black and Aki. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Calls welcome on a Friday night. Black and Abdallah, Tyler Aki filling in for Adam Abdallah tonight here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Did you order pizza? Someone oh, yeah. Just, really? Someone yeah. just showed up to the station with a bunch of oh, pizzas. just now? I thought yeah. you meant er- no, no, earlier like right, today. Like right this second, someone just walked in front of the Send station with a bunch of pizzas. Earlier so. today was pizza. Why don't you go intercept? Yeah, Charlie. Go, yeah. Just go be like, oh, yeah, these are for me. And then just sign forever and for whoever it is. And yeah, see I mean, if, yeah, noted pizza fan. See if the 10 o'clock news, if you can just intercept leave a their tip. pizzas. Yeah. yeah, you may recognize me from the news. <laughs> Uh, what did you order earlier today? It looked great. I had great. a little Pequod's. Yeah. It looked great. Pizza day. I had a, a buddy in town today, and he really wanted to ha- get Pequod's before 
he leaves tomorrow, so we uh, we went uh, and picked up some Pequods. I'll raise earlier. my hand. I I've gone to Pequods many a times. I've never gotten the thin crust, and that really? looked amazing. We got one of each. We got one thin crust and one deep dish, and it was what a picture. Oh, thank you. I, I'm not going to lie. I, that might be the best pizza picture I've ever seen I've in my gotten life. Three. Like, where is that from? In the office today. You gave me one. Kevin gave me one. Meller gave me one. Yeah, all of us were like, wow. Like, that might be the best picture of a pizza I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to lie. I, like, it was very good, but I thought it was a, a pretty tame picture. Maybe I have to go back it and It was aggressive, man. Take that, a look. Oh, that actually of, does look pretty good. A lot of pepperonis there. Oh, yeah. Not they, safe they loaded for work. It up. Speaking yeah. of not safe for work, uh, I know here on the, the radio station, uh, at least today, we have definitely covered baseball's issue with the new pants. Mm. Uh, have you noticed this? Baseball, uh, as they're in spring training, uh, photos and the athletes who are out there on the field and the pants uh, showing a little too much. Mm-hmm. Showing a little too much downstairs. Yeah. Now, a couple of things pop into my mind with this. One, I was unaware that baseball players just didn't wear anything underneath their baseball pants. I thought all athletes wore some kind of like underwear, athletic short. Like the sliding some, shorts? Yeah, like I, I played basketball for years. You wear something. You don't wear, you mm-hmm. just wear nothing under the shorts. Not free balling it, it down there. Flop around. I yeah. mean, listen. It's uh, an injury waiting to happen. And the baseball players, like there are photos of baseball players. I'm walking players. around the house <laughs> hanging dog. Yeah, thank you, Shay. Uh, that it's something that Norling does on the morning show. Just mm-hmm. walk around hanging his dong all over the place. I think you can hear that tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., right? You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before the golf show. I, here's the thing. The pants are certainly a problem, and it's hilarious that Major League Baseball players are showing it all when they're just out there on the field. Yeah. I, I, I cannot believe this has become – like, this has never been an issue in any sport. Right, like oh, even even when you see like the Gatorade and, and you got like the the wet home jerseys, right? Like that's not never been a problem before. No, and now Fanatics is catching all this heat. When in reality, it should be Nike catching all the heat. Well, Nike um, created the jerseys. The jerseys are manufactured by Fanatics so under the direction. They're just doing the work that Nike is giving. It's them. kind of a don't shoot the messenger situation here, and <laughs> and Fanatics is catching all the flack for it, but. Well, I, I mean, last week, this is Rob Manford last week talking about the New Jerseys. Well, we always pay attention to what people are saying um, uh, about any new initiative. Um, I think you know in baseball, any new initiative, there's going to be some negative feedback. Um, first and most important, uh, th- these are Nike jerseys. I mean, we entered this partnership with Nike because of who they are and the kinds of products that they produce. Um Everything they've done for us so far has been absolutely 100% successful across the board. Um, The jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn, so they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, The feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people, you know, wear them a little bit, I think that that they're going to be really popular. They might enjoy wearing them, but do you enjoy seeing through them? That's Rob Manfred. That's right. The commissioner for Major League Baseball. Corey. Now, Tyler, here on the show, whenever we address Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, in their situation, 
We like to go back to 2020, October of 2020, when Corey Seager won the MVP award. Here's Rob Manford handing out the trophy. Corey, you thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory, and it's my pleasure to recognize your great play with the Willie Mays Most Valuable Player Award presented by Chevrolet. So there he is, Rob Manfred, giving out Corey his trophy. Corey. But now the players are in spring training, and you can see they're, they're batting balls. Mm-hmm. I... Baseball's got a lot Corey. of issues, man. Like, it, it, and it just keeps piling up. The now thing, you got the, the see-through pants. The thing I don't understand is Nike makes college baseball jerseys, and they don't have this issue. Corey, that so is true. That's a good point. I, I don't like. I don't know where the fa- like. I don't know where to put the fault on that. Corey, well, what's funny? Like, here's what's so great to me about this is that you have pictures of players for like photo day. Oh yeah, that they have photos that they're gonna have to use for the entire season. Corey, and you can see the two balls in the bat. Yeah, just hanging. I'm looking at hanging a, right there. A, a New York post. Corey picture right now. They had to blur it out. <laughs> they blurred it out below the belt. Could you imagine someone in center field going for a they're diving for a, a I'm top. telling you. They they land, they miss, they catch it and they roll over and all you see is these are going to rip at some point. <laughs> Something's going to rip. Corey. I'm surprised like when the White Sox were doing their little sliding drill on the slip and slide the other day. Corey that no one's cleat caught a, a side of it and just <laughs> something's gonna rip. And then baseball players, what are you doing? Wear some kind of athletic short underneath. Why? Why are they just all just parading around, hanging it out there? What, what's that about? I guess they. Isn't it commonplace? It's not commonplace in youth baseball, but in professional baseball, they don't wear cups anymore. But they, they don't wear underwear. I, I guess not. Corey, I've never participated in sports and just not worn underwear. Even when I was a loser runner, wearing those shorts. Well, you have to. The short shorts even had a little netting in there. Yeah, you have to. You have to wear a little little compression. Corey, get a twist. Corey, Corey. twist. You get a hanging out. I don't know. Yeah, that's an issue. So that's the uh, that's the problem. Jesse Rogers has a column on ESPN.com about this. Oh, Jesse Rogers is all over all over all the right. pants. All right. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN <laughs> Chicago. Hey there, buddy. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Welcome, Chris Black with Tyler Aki. Aki in for Abdallah tonight. We go to John in Palatine. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, John. Hey, what's up, my brothers? How y'all doing? We're good, man. What's going on? How are you? Oh, oh man, I'm good, man. Hey, hey man, and I just like I told you, producer, hey, I'm a grandfather of one of them kids, man. I got a grandson that plays college football. Nice. And he's a, a multi-talent quarterback. And you know what, man? For people that call it just to feel garbage, man, that really pisses me off, you know, if watching these kids going through uh, Pop Warner, AAU, playing all this type of sports, and coming to that, to that, 
you know, trying to get to that NFL. You know, my, my grandson played with, with, uh, with the best of them. He, he played with Bucky Irving. He played with Peyton, Peyton Thorne from Liverpool. He done played with the best of them. He played with Booky Moore from Wakefield. Uh, Wake Who's your grandson, and, John? Uh, I ain't going to tell my grandson name because I want him to make his own name. Okay, right. I, he's, right. uh, he's out in the SEC. He's out there. At what, what school in the SEC? He's at Auburn. Auburn. All right, <laughs> War Eagle. Yeah, he's out there in Auburn right now. He, hey, I ain't gonna even mention his name because I don't want him to make, make his own name. We used to, used to definitely see him soon, but uh, like I said, he, he played with Bucky Irving. Irving coming out of Oregon. He sure. played with, uh, uh, you know, he played with all these kids. AAU, uh, Pop Warner. Hey man, you gotta have that right coach, dog. I don't know why people don't understand that. You've got to have that right coach. Do we think Matt Eatsloot is the guy that can pull this stuff for Kaylin or Justin Fields? Is he the guy? Because, hey, man, I look at I look at Kansas City. Dude, they got that guy. That's Andy Reid. Yeah. You look at San Francisco, they got that guy. Shanahan, you got to have that guy, man. And do we have that guy here to get that out of these, these kids, man? Don't think it's just, it's just the quarterback. You got to have that coach. Hey, man, Kansas City was not that good until Andy Reid got there. And we haven't had that type of coach here yet. Until we get that coach, I ain't blaming none of these kids. Get that coach, man. And hopefully, Matt Eflux is the guy. But, uh, man, he don't, he don't look like an Andy Reid to me, brother. He don't look like a Shanahan to me. And you got to have stability in your organization. And most of the organizations that run into that playoff year after year, they got stability at their coaching rank and at that uh, general manager rank. All right, Get John. All right, we got you, you know down. Saying? Yeah, absolutely. Right, Thanks for the phone call, all right? All right, my brother. There he is, John Palatine. I, I'd say, you know, Matt Eberflus is not Andy Reid. No. Could Shane Waldron become a great play caller and be a, an, an offensive mind who could lead an like? successful offense in the league I, I think it's possible i will say this in defense of eberflus the players definitely played hard for him last season the season was over early and they played hard for him and they won in november and december made it a conversation at the end they got better as the season went on i was able to host multiple shows with eddie jackson with tj edwards throughout the football season those guys like eberflus i i think the fan base we were all out on eberflus Originally, it's not surprising to me that they didn't move off of him the way the team finished this season. They played for the coach. Mm-hmm. Is he an offensive mastermind? He is not. Defensive coach, though. He's a defensive right. coach, but like they're going to have to figure out the offensive mm-hmm. piece, and that's up to Shane Waldron. Yeah, I, I would say I'd be looking at this more not from an Eberflus standpoint, but from a Shane Waldron standpoint. Like That is the head coach of the offense for the Chicago Bears this year. Matt Eberflus, he's on the other side. We we gave all that credit to Steve Spagnolo during the run that the Kansas City Chiefs made this year. It's the inverse in Chicago. Like if Chicago is going to be a great team, I'm guessing we'll see a lot of praise being doled out to Shane Waldron and what he does with bringing along, in all likelihood, a rookie quarterback into trying to make this offense go. Ryan on a- I-80, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ryan? Hey, good fellas. How you doing tonight? We're going, going on. Man. What's up? Oh, I'm, not, I'm just hanging out here watching the different bands of snow come through. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a big Fields guy. I got his jersey. I called I called the fanatics right after he got drafted. I had to wait like a month to get his jersey. He wasn't even QB one. And I 
a while back, I was coming across the Big Ten Network, and they were replaying the championship game against Bama. Mm-hmm. And what, they only played seven games? And, and Justin was making the same mistakes that he's still making today. And I'll always be a Fields fan, but it's just polls polls deserve the right to to make this decision, which which if we keep Fields, I'm fine with that. But if he drafts May, Daniels, or uh, Williams, I, I'm cool. Go Bears, and uh, I enjoy listening to you guys' show. I'm just driving here. Um, I don't got too much time to talk, but uh, you oh, guys, good. I enjoy listening to you. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for all letting right. us keep you company. All right, man? Yep, you guys, you'd be on all night. All right, have a good night. There he is. There's Ryan. We go to T.O. and Elgin. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, T.O.? Hey, guys, how are you doing? We're good. First of all, I want to say something about soccer fast. Yeah, about, go ahead. Um, no, the, the Chicago Fire season starts tomorrow, so I'm oh. kind of excited about that. All right. I want to shout out to my, all my fire friends for right. tomorrow's start of the season. And the second, I want to talk about um, the Bears. Okay. You know, everybody's talking about the draft, and, and but the free agent is coming first. So I want to know who you want to see. Maybe the Bears go for it. And... Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Okay, Tio. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks. Uh, do you have a free agent that you're uh, keeping your eyes on? I I don't know if they'll. a lot of these guys will hit free agency. A lot yeah. of it has to do with the franchise tag. But I would be interested in one of the receivers, T. whether Higgins. it's T. Higgins or Michael Pittman, one of those guys. Because I don't know about you, but I'm starting to reside to the fact that the Bears – in all likelihood, are not going to be given the opportunity to draft a wide receiver at nine. Are you starting yeah. to get that way? Like I'm seeing well, some here and there, Roma Dunze in the mock drafts, but I have a feeling that by the time we get out of the combine season, out of the pro day season, and into April, I don't think we'll be seeing a wide receiver on the board at nine for the Bears to so take. You think three go in the top nine? It would be top eight. Top eight. Yeah. Are three quarterbacks going in the top eight, too? Which means in only two other yeah. positions would mm-hmm. go. Like, if that's the case, if that scenario plays out, three quarterbacks go and three wide receivers go, I'm totally okay with the Bears using that ninth pick, taking either the best player available because mm-hmm. players are going to be being passed on if, if there's a run on yeah. quarterback mm-hmm. and wide receiver or an edge rusher. Like, I'm okay yeah. with that. But I, I do see your point. There there are a lot of mock drafts suggesting that Washington wide receiver Roma Dunze will be available at nine. But then there's some that's suggesting that he goes like six. Right. A lot can change between now and then, too. But, but like, what if, what if a run on quarterback and receiver happens and Brock Bowers falls? You know, I've, I've started to talk myself in. At first, I was not into it. But as we've got, as I've started to think through it more and more, I'm getting into the Brock Bowers business. If he is the best player available on the board there, as deemed by Ryan Poles, then yeah, I think you pull the trigger on Brock Bowers because he's not just a tight end. He is the modern day tight end and maybe even more so now because yeah. he can play in the slot. He can split out wide. He can just be in a bunch of positions for you. Cole Komet was great last year. Cole Komet is most effective inside the 20-yard line. He, he's got his most effectiveness in the passing game is inside the red zone. Great blocker. He can do a little bit of the possession stuff, but Brock Bowers would instantly become your second best pass-catching weapon on your team. 
Plucky Naki, it's Plucky Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We're taking your calls, all calls welcome on a Friday night. We also have the song of the night and good question coming up next. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. It's a true story. Finish strong. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Aki filling in for Adam Abdallah tonight. Thank you to Kevin Zipak and to Charlie Bevins for producing tonight's show. Check out Tyler tomorrow. The golf show returns 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. You guys have a big show planned tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be live at the Rosemont Convention Center for the Chicago Golf Show. And you can find us on the CDGA stage. We'll have Robbie Gold there, Nick Anderson. going to be a lot of fun. And the, the golf show is just awesome to walk around, see all the new equipment, yeah. see all the tech, all the different stuff. They've got so. like lessons and stuff. If you need new gear or yes. like a new set of clubs or whatever, go to this. Yes. Because they, you can get a great deal on a lot of stuff there. And I got a lot of questions for you, Tyler. Oh, oh no. Kevin's got questions You know, for last you. week during every single break, Kevin asked me a new golf question. Oh, he that's just, nice. He just I'm had... trying to learn the game. You know ball. <laughs> so what's your question tonight? Yeah, you haven't asked me any. Yeah, I got one for you here. What, what do you when got? When you put the little fuzzy bit on top of the clubs the when they're in the bag. Uh-huh. When the fuzzy the bit? The fuzzy cover, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. the fuzzy bit. Uh, do you prefer just to have like a blank one or one like you know with like a Cubs logo on it or like like a fun uh, like a cartoon character? So I have <laughs> what the hell? my favorite one that I have is and it sucks because it falls off too much, so I can't really use it. Um, it's a Snoopy head. Oh, okay. I, I put good. that on on my hybrid. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the the Snoopy head. Yeah. I've got a uh, I've got a one that resembles my dog Gus. Do you really? Yeah. Was it like custom done or it's just like... Uh, it wasn't custom, but mm-hmm. there was a, a dog like that do- looked like yeah. us. So oh, that's it was, awesome. It was purchased for me. Yeah. That's perfect. So I, I use that. The other ones are not cartoon characters, Kevin, and they're just the normal ones. The fuzzy mm-hmm. bits that we put on our clubs. <laughs> See, I'm learning so much every week with you, Tyler. Each week here on the show, we play a game called Good Question. We're the hosts here on ESPN 1000. Score a point when they ask a question to a guest on the phone, and the guest says good or great question. The leaderboard in 2024 as we head into this week, Tom Waddle leads with seven, Jonathan Hood has five, and Sylvie has four. Let's get to this week's edition of Good Question. Yeah, I got a question Can I get it you want me to let me finish talking? You ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Don't interrupt me, okay? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? How could you ask me a question like that? Right? I'm on Burgundy? Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? This week's edition of Good Question. Rick, what would you expect Waddle. the Bears would receive in return in a deal for Justin? What's the value? Oh, Boy, that's, I don't know. That's, it, that's another good question. We uh, we were able to record this just before we were on the air. Sylvie. And uh, Jesse Rogers lined this up, and he had a big uh, life-changing event happen to him. We asked him, what was that, and what was the highlight of the offseason? Ooh, 
That's a that's a good question. All right, light week. Waddle yeah, and okay. Sylvie each get a point. It wasn't Jesse that was having a life changing event. It was Justin Steele. He might who was having that. That was who was being interviewed there, right? It Justin was. Steele. Yeah, okay. it was Justin Steele. But like when you play it back, it sounded like Sylvie was saying that <laughs> Jesse had a life changing event. Uh, so there you go. If you hear a good question, you can tweet the show. Send it to us throughout the week. Uh, it's our silly little game. Tom Waddle is a champion. He has won four straight, four straight years. Uh, good question. Here with Black Amdala on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Tyler, each night here on the show, we like to play the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- uh, Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we go to Ariana Grande. Thank you, next. It's a song of the night with Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Thought I'd end up with shine, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky, now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married, and for Pete I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm, cause he was an angel. One taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Thank you, next for the song of the night tonight. Back in 2019, on this date, so February 23rd, 2019, Ariana Grande became the first solo artist to hold the top three spots on the Hot 100 in the same week. Previously, that was only accomplished by the Beatles. That week, she had song number one, Seven Rings, song number two, Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, and song number three, Thank You, Next. That's what happens with these albums now, with these megastars, is like, if you're ever on, like, Spotify, and I get that's different from the Billboard, but immediately you see, like, the top ten is all one artist. So, you know why I I wanted to talk to you about this? Because it feels like that's the start of this era. Yeah. 2019, because the last time it happened was 1964 with the Beatles. Mm -hmm. They had the top three songs in the Hot 100 for, for a full week. Where now, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift did this this mm-hmm. past summer yeah. with her last album. I'm pretty sure Morgan Wallen probably did this yeah. as well mm-hmm. with his last album that came out. And I'm pretty sure the last time Drake released an album, he accomplished this. So there's like someone since, else too. But since yeah. 2019, this has happened multiple times. Olivia Rodrigo, I think. Oh, yeah. This yeah. has definitely yeah. happened too. That probably like, did happen. Whenever these artists now release albums, it's just a flood. Yeah, people are just. It doesn't matter how good or bad the song is, it automatically bumped to the top. Inside, you'll have like five of the top ten. But think about it: since '64, from the Beatles to 2019, when Ariana Grande did it, no one was able to accomplish that. Not Mariah Carey, not Celine Dion, not not any of the boy bands from the '90s. People love the artist more than the art. It's true. Ariana Grande, thank you. Next, it's your song of the night on a Friday. Next. 
refresh that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Shay Norling's on at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning and then the golf show at 9. Yes, 9 to 11 a.m. And you guys have Robbie Gold. You have Nick Anderson. Mm-hmm. You're at the golf convention. It'll In be response. Yep. All right, 9 to 11 tomorrow. Black and Abdallah will be back Monday at 6.30. We'll talk to you then. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.